Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Can you freeze the bitch? No, I can't freeze. Well, if she looks at me, hold on. Savage, 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 savage. No! So close! Time to the bed post! Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like the podcast, feel free to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com or drop us a line, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, hey, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and you are listening to round number 15 of the classiest podcast on the internet. This is our Evo 2013 special. I am your host, Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pac Bell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, Savage? Hello. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm sober, so that's not... That's new. That's definitely... Well, not new, but not I think we had one episode where you were sober. That's true. That's true. It's a pretty good episode. It's it's pretty good. But I think I think the excitement of what's to come will pump us directly through this entire. Will just kind of take us take us through this whole podcast with with great ease, ease and excitement. Because uh, because this is our Evo episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is our Evo special. This is the first Evo episode of the podcast, and certainly oh. not to be the last. So I never thought about it like that. It's like a birthday in a way. Yeah, it's just like, we'll, we'll call this like our birthday, kind of, sort of, something. <laughs> kind of, sort of, not really, but I'll, I'll live the lie. So, for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about Evolution, which is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. And to be perfectly honest with you, this was, I mean, hands down, the most exciting fighting game tournament I've ever seen this year. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Even though Smash Bros was there, it was still pretty awesome. I mean, this is this is the, we call it the Nerd Super Bowl. Like this is our Super Bowl for fighting games, and and what a Super Bowl it was. So we're gonna talk about Evo. Our main topic for today is gonna be how to innovate. How players tend to get in a rut once they reach a certain skill level. In games, I mean, how to get out of that rut, innovate your play, and and really kind of step up to to a new well, maybe not the next level, but but another level, you know, yeah. like you can you can change the way you play, uh, so that you can you can yeah, so you adapt. Man, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like PR Rog already answered that for us. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like Infiltration at <laughs> did it for us too, though. Oh, but, dude. Come- all right, you know, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll <laughs> but, save it. But, uh, and then our character of the week this week is the most ass you're ever going to see in a fighting game. And that is Cammy from Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012. And, uh, I think that is the most ass you see in a fighting game. Yeah, no, she even beat out, um, Moo 13, man. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, yeah, New, New 13 has even less of a thong. Then, uh, Cammy doesn't even have a thong. I'm convinced that's the shadow of her butt cheeks. 
Like there's, n- she's not. It's, it's not connecting to anything. It's literally like a t-shirt and then the shadow of her butt cheeks coming together. Someone, someone just painted her little camo outfit on and just left the ass. <laughs> I, she, <laughs> it's so sad. Even her other outfit, where she's wearing a fur coat, doesn't have pants. No, she doesn't have pants. Like that's, <laughs> she has pants all the way up to her legs. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You maybe need mobility to be flexible and shit like that, but put some leggings on, girl. It's, I know it's like a leotard for Christ. You know what? You know what it makes me think of is for years, it was like a running joke with comic book writers with X Men because Grant Morrison said, "I feel like Beast deserves pants. He has a doctorate." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I feel like Cammy deserves pants. She's been through enough shit. Give the girl some pants. Yeah, give give Jury a shirt and give Cammy some pants. <laughs> no, Jury's going to the club. She's going to get her. She's going to the rave. Get her a man. <laughs> That's right. Cammy's just running around chasing bison. I'm like, bitch, get some pants. <laughs> she's got the boots. I feel I feel like she just lost her pants somewhere chasing bison through a jungle. She ran through a thorn bush. She's like, oh, the fucking pants. That's cool. I got this. Yeah, she probably got the first. The, her first encounter with bison was the only time she had pants. She <laughs> once and it blew the pants off of her, and she's never been able to put pants on again. She's too traumatized, so she's got to go after bison so it's she can a, wear pants again. The cycle crusher just tore them right off. <laughs> just blew them right off, King of Fighters style. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so so that's that's what we got in store for you guys today, and we're just gonna go because Evo was. We're gonna try and break down everything about this 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 massive ass tournament. So so let's let's start let's start at the bottom, shall we? All right. So we start with King of Fighters, and I feel like we're gonna be we're kind of we're gonna be kind of a broken record here. Fix your goddamn game, King of Fighters. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this though. Top tier Binimaru beat out fucking broken tier Mr. Karate. Because, like I said, broken characters teach you bad habits. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? Even in, Okay, so in the top five? No, top four. All four of the top four teams used Kim. Okay. Yeah. All four of them. Okay, well, I was... Yeah, he, he just... You can't tell when it's the overhead sometimes, man. You're just like... He just opens you up. And then it's just like, whoa! And he actually yeah, it's like holy shit, man! And every time he picks up that foot, I'm like, "Don't you axe kick me like that, dude!" Boom, dead. <laughs> like, no, yeah. not like this. And I mean, it was cool. Like King of Fighters was cool. And my favorite part about King of Fighters is when Cafeade comes, uh, the Korean guys, and they bring their own little table with a divider their t-shirt set up there so you can't see their hands moving on the stick and i'm like really guys that's all right hey daigo made silent buttons and learned not to beat his stick to death <laughs> yeah that's true i'm like hey man I, i'm not gonna lie if i was fighting daigo i'd be looking at his hands too like what are you doing over there huh you about to do an ultra well, what he said was his infiltration wasn't looking at his hand. Like what Di- the the story behind what we just said is when Daigo lost uh, last year to infiltration uh, at Evo, or at the I think it was the 25th anniversary when when he got his ass kicked. Anyway, he's always he, he keeps losing to infiltration, and he's saying that the reason was because infiltration could hear his his the rhythm of him hitting his stick because obviously I mean he's just. You know, like he's just like, <laughs> get out of his stick. Gotta, gotta get that money. 
And so, yeah, and, and Infiltration was able to predict his fireballs before he could even see them happen, I guess. And I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, I get it. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, whatever. And so now he plays with si- he plays with a silent stick with silent buttons and stuff. Uh, but yeah, but King of Fighters, I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty epic top, uh, you know, like top four and Reynolds, uh, champion of King of Fighters 2013, you know, he, he had a huge run back, you know, he had a big comeback and everything, but you know, these characters are just kind of meh. Yeah. You're just kind of bored. You see Ryo and Ki, Ryo and Kyo and... Benny Maru and a Kim in every team, and you just like ah, I don't. This is kind of cool. I mean, and it, it, especially in a game that has what like thirty plus characters. Yeah, man, I didn't see one Ash, and I'm and that really upsets me. Yeah, no Ash, no uh, Psyche. Yeah, no Psyche. Like honestly, Psyche is you know not balanced. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't say broken, but that dude is. Um, he can be he can be a problem, and no, not on any of the teams I saw. No, no judo, no Kate Ash, oh, cyborgs, on, <laughs> dude. No Billy yeah. Kane. Just, yeah, dude. no Billy Kane too. That was because yeah, I feel like he can handle a lot of Benny Maru's fucking bullshit. But uh, yeah, I didn't see any Billy fucking Kanes. No, well, actually, there was a King who played King. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh. Mad Cat, Mad KOF. There it is. And he got his shirt cool blown off. with King, kicking ice balls at people and shit like that. But he Those got are high balls. Oh, they're high balls. <laughs> no, she looks like a bartender. She's like, here, have a drink. <laughs> I love that. Bitch, I love no, I'm on the wagon. I'm on the wagon. <laughs> Get him with the high balls. Uh, but yeah, no, she got her shirt blown off just like every other <laughs> character in this thing that didn't, every other fighter that didn't play Benny Maru, Kim, or Mr. Karate. So, uh, so yeah, you know, guys, come on, King of Fighters, you guys have such an awesome game, but there's, they haven't, there's, there's not going to be an update to it. It's not, there's not going to be an update, and it's just, and it's sad. It's kind of, it's upsetting, is what it is. It's just like, uh, like, just watching it, I'm like, man, I love this game. I'm like, oh, then I thought, man, I played online. I'm like, oh, that's right, online sucks. And then I'll be fighting a bunch of Mr. Karate's, and I don't want to play anymore. But, so that that was King of Fighters, but the other team game that played uh, actually before this, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, was (laughs) so awesome. I was a little, okay, I was a little upset because Tekken Tag Tournament 2 wasn't in, wasn't played on the final day. With all the other games. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're like, no, we're taking care of this. Saturday. Was it Saturday or was it Friday? It's Friday. Day one, they did Tekken Tag Tournament. They didn't, they didn't do any, they didn't stream any of the pool play for Tekken. They just did the finals. And I was like, what the fuck? No, but they, they showed uh, Smash Bros. So that was good. That I was just, nice of them. I just, I just, <laughs> and, and <laughs> Tag was so good. Like, it was so good. It was so good, and and the guy who played Marduk and Steve that totally beat the shit out of Eris was there, and he placed <laughs> the top four, and I was so happy. I was so happy, and it was diverse. Like there was a whole, there was I, yeah, no one played the same team in the top. There's a eight. devil gen, and that one, that's 
a Yoshimitsu in the top eight. This is I'm sad I missed this. <laughs> it was it was fucking incredible. And the game is okay. I mean Bronson Tran. You guys want to check it out if you can find it. Tekken Tag Tournament too. He climbed through the top eight with his ogre and Jimpachi team. This guy. Uh, he he runs he runs his own scene, but he considers himself very much a casual player. And he basically just showed up at the major and just started whooping ass in this game. And people didn't know what the hell to do against him. And it was great. And the the cafe guys, uh, they play. Uh, if you ever want to watch uh, some really really awesome Tekken, go to Twitch TV sometime at the ungodly hour at night and look up uh, Green Tekken. And the Cafe guys play is a Korean arcade where they just play Tekken and all the Tekken gods are there. It's fucking awesome. And they were here and they they played and it was it was incredible. This this was a great final. I just wish it was on the final day so we had a real crowd there to see. Yeah, yeah I mean I mean well, okay. We all know Namco doesn't get the respect it should get. Yeah. So that was expected. I mean, but and like I'm just upset I missed it because I was so busy watching fucking Persona Four. <laughs> so uh, Persona Four was pretty awesome too. That was uh Dude. Nail biting for yes. a bunch of characters I don't know very much about or care to. It was nail biting. Like they were they were turning it they were running it back, back and forth. They were just turning it around left and right yeah. with the weirdest characters. Well, and Breaker Dave, man, I'm I am quickly becoming a big old Arakune fan because Breaker Dave. Well, I mean, he played Teddy because his persona, but Breaker Dave, man, holy crap! Yeah, that dude, that <laughs> so dude, fucking awesome. He made it work, man. Like I didn't think he could beat the, the beat the sparks, but he did, man. That was once again a tense ass match. Now, here's the main question. Do you think that uh, Lord Knight gets, tire, gets tired of coming in second place? <laughs> I guess not, because that's what he does. <laughs> he climbs all the way up there, and he loses, and he cries. I feel so bad, because you see him breaking. Like You can see it in his head. He's like, not again, not a... <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You're the... <laughs> He's just... He's Evo Silver Metal, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He plays so well, but I'm like, dog, no, you, you just. But all right, I, I don't want to talk bad about Persona because Yomi, like, I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't even. Th- I don't. I don't even think he's Asian. I think they grew him in a lab because <laughs> that dude was just unstoppable. Like he was when he was playing. I'm like, what's wrong with this character? I thought you couldn't use boss characters. He was mauling people. <laughs> yeah, well, Aegis is a pretty top-tier character. Yeah, but, but who else played Aegis? No one! Yeah. <laughs> no one else really played her. She, he just came in there, because I'm, I'm like, yeah, I remember that robot bitch. I played her with her, like, once. I'm like, this bitch sucks. Give, yeah. me, the, give me the lesbian with the handgun. <laughs> he just had an ass. <laughs> he just, yeah, like just. I want, I want you to watch it, cause like I would have, like Lord Knight took it better than me. I would unplug my stick after the second time. He whooped my ass like that. I would've been like, fuck this and fuck you. <laughs> like I can't, I can't have. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like watching like the third round of a Tyson fight. It was like, dog, just lay down. It's over. Hold on. 
Yeah. Oh. It was sweet, and it was really epic. Banana Cannon Breaker Dave, I think, gave me my the best performances uh, for that that sec. But it was it was great. I mean, good good for you, Persona Four. I mean, I was hoping we would see some Blaze Blue, but you know, Persona Four close enough, right? Yeah, I mean, Blaze Blue will be there next year, and then Lord Knight can choke again. <laughs> now you want to see. They they did uh they did Skullgirls. That's another uh let's get let's get that let's get through with that too because Skullgirls, I mean, we kinda kinda called it when I said uh well first of all, I was Mike Z gave good commentary. Mike Z commentated it and he, he did really well because he's commentating his game and he was kinda I feel like he can't really set aside um <laughs> his bitterness. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, because he, he's one of the creators of the game, so he's like, oh, yeah, that's a bug. I should fix that. You know, and he's just like, he's, <laughs> like are you serious? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, man, yeah, I wonder if I, I was supposed to release a build of this game so that you couldn't push the PS1 button so that it wouldn't go to the home screen. I wonder if I can do, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to watch a match right now. Could we, could we get back to that? I know you made the game. I know, I know, it's awesome. Could we just, I just can't. Uh, this uh, game is going to be more interesting, though, I think, when they release some new characters, because, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm still impressed with the fucking Cerebella fucking Peacock team. Yep, two opposites working together for a common good. With drills with for the Phileas. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, man, those are all, those are just three things no one wants to deal with. Yeah, those but, bomb setups, dude, when he would do the walking bomb, like, he was a great peacock. Dude, I'm like, I'm just, I feel like Philia has punked fucking, uh, what's the, what's the crazy bitch, uh, the, the pain bitch. Uh, oh. Pain wheel. Yeah. Pain, beating out pain wheel and fucking, uh, the nurse who I keep forgetting because I don't play any rushdown fucking character. Valentine. <laughs> Wow, I just realized only two characters who I know are Parasol and Peacock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and some double. Yeah. So, so I'm like, oh, man, who's that one bitch that does that thing with the hat? Well, sorry. But, yeah, like, I feel like Philia has totally outdone all of them as rushdown characters. Yeah. But and that's it, something that needs to be fixed. And that's the thing is this game is really cool. But it was like watching a balanced version of Marvel 2. And, you know, which is fine, but like when you watch Marvel 2, you get someone in a combo and it just kind of goes. <laughs> it's like this frenzy for a good 10 seconds of them trying to hit each other. Someone gets a hit confirm. I mean, it's a lot like Marvel 3, but at least in Marvel 3, you know, it's big and flashy and fun. But in Marvel 2, it's just kind of like you just, this guy's in a combo and you just count. Count to ten and then see if your character is still alive. Frenzy again, and then you're just like, okay, let me just watch this combo. Let's just watch this happen. And uh, you know, Skullgirls has kind of gone that way because because it has such a creative combo system that people yeah. have come up with crazy. And it's not even like they do loops; like they mix it up. That you can do loops because then you walk into the uh, into the anti infinite thing. Uh, yeah. So you get some ridiculous combos. And, like, I do like how they fucking work their spacing. I don't know. I love the I love the technical aspects of this game so much. 
but I feel like that's that that's what Hurt is showing. Yeah, and because the game, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, in certain games, there's such thing, especially in games like Marvel, there's such thing as an infinite combo where you can do the same move or the same set of moves over and over and over again, and they chain together, and you can do it until the other person dies, basically. It actually uh, happened a couple of times in the Marvel uh, tournament. Right, so there are infinites in those games. Skullgirls, because it's such a high combo intensity game, they put a special system in place where if you ever repeat a sequence of moves in a combo, uh, it does it bakes it so the other person can break out of that combo for free. So whenever you see these combos that do like that kill a person in one hit, it's all original. Like it's all original sequences of moves. Like no, never the two moves are repeated. Okay. <laughs> It's, and it's pretty it's, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how much people love this game. But I think that when we see some more diversity in... Uh, because that's the thing, too, is when you have such intense combos, it's hard to see the difference in a lot of the, these characters. All you see is combo, right? You don't see a lot of yeah. the different things. But, you know, Skullgirls was really cool. And again, I really want you guys to play Skullgirls. I really want you to play it, because it is one of the best fighting games that's out there. But right now, watching it is... It's kind of tough if you if you haven't if you haven't seen it before. Yeah, it's not it's not new newbie friendly. No. It's it's not it's not flashy enough. It's not like yeah, like watching Marvel is flashy. Like oh shit, he just shoot the you know Ant Man at that guy. That's crazy. But here <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of like oh shit. Like even even though you're watching someone go through almost literally every single move in that character's repertoire <laughs> to do a combo. You're not like, oh man, you're just unless you're really into it, you're just you're just kinda like, Oh, that's a really long combo. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's that's that is what you, you ask, why does Double's ass have so much invincibility? So that was that was Skullgirl. So let I got I got something to say about Mortal Kombat first. I mean, first of all, <laughs> tournament was awesome, but Netherrealm, guys, listen. Your game is pretty good. You got a really great game. But when you're at Evo, don't put your commentators, like, in the hallway somewhere. <laughs> okay? Because they were literally, it's like they took a bunch of chairs and dragged them out into a quiet corner of a hallway somewhere. And were like, go for it. And people would, like, be walking by and being like, what the hell are these two dudes doing? They're staring at a screen shouting, and I don't get it. <laughs> There's, you know? And I, guys, come on. They didn't have a backdrop. The, the Capcom guys have a backdrop. You guys really need to work. I would splurge the 30 bucks to get the backdrop. <laughs> okay. they, uh, they Sadly, uh, I say this, it is, it's foreshadowing. I think they hedged all their bets on Injustice. Yeah, but they still, I mean, even Injustice, the only thing that really changed was that they put a rope up. <laughs> I was like, guys. Can we can we get like you guys in the room like the with the backdrop and the can we please? I feel, I feel like they were uh, commentating from like the casino floor. Like you hear the slot machines in the back. <laughs> ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it was it was awesome. But come on, guys, can we can we please? Because I really love your games and I really need you guys to. To splurge the forty dollars on a backdrop, I just I just need it. <laughs> I really do. I mean, that being said, though, those were some awesome matches. Even though I hate Cabal, I wish he would die in a fire again. I 
just I hate him. But those were some good matches, and I'm a little disappointed in uh, Wound Cowboy for not doing better with Shang Tsung. Well, but there was a Sonya in the in the top three. That was awesome. Yeah, fuck her. I need my Shang Tsung in there doing <laughs> full steel combos, and he took that from me because he couldn't stand up to a cabal. Well, yeah, but, you know, I feel like you and Wound Cowboy, like, he, <laughs> you and him have a special relationship. <laughs> like, with, Even though you've never met, you guys have these character relationships that are quite amazing. He plays zoning characters, and he does it so well, and then he just chokes because he gets flustered. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you need to do. I don't know if you need to go to a temple and open some chakras, but I need you to keep it together when yeah. you're so flustered. So, all right. So let's let's jump in. Let's just get this. Let's get let's let's go through this. Uh, I'm trying to keep it classy. So, Smash Bros. <laughs> I uh, no matter no matter what you may like or dislike about this game, no matter what anyone says or doesn't say, I believe there is no way that we will not see Smash Bros. again. Next year at Evo, uh, I think uh, it is. I think it is here to stay for better uh, or for worse. It's, uh, it was just if I just just Fal- Falco's so cheap, and <laughs> it's just and like they made me cheer for Jigglypuff for Christ's sake. I'm like, oh god, Jigglypuff! I need you to win this. That the poor ice climbers. I'm like, and it, I just. I hate them just for the fact that sometimes I was really, really into those matches. Yeah. And then I really hate them for the fact that the rest of the time I wanted to kill myself during those matches. They were so (laughs) boring. (laughs) It was crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, I've never been this bored watching a video game before. You know, and here's here's the thing about – here's my gripe with Smash Bros. Because – People are like, it's so competitive, and it's just that, and the other. I'm like, look, I got no problem with you playing Smash Bros. I got no problem with you playing Smash Bros for money. I got no problem with you having a tournament for Smash Bros. But when you take Smash Bros, and you put it next to Injustice, and Marvel, and Street Fighter, and Persona, and King of Fighters, and you tell me it's a competitive fighting game... I just want to stab myself in the face until I'm dead. Like, it's... (laughs) Because... Here's and I, I was thinking about it, and here's why: everything that's competitive about Super Smash Bros. is something that the community is either a a bug or b something that the community imposed on it by by like taking terminology from other games and like forcing cramming it into this game. So like wave dashing, which is where you jump off the ground and you do an air dodge back towards the ground again, and your character slides. Okay, that's a that's not something that the game designers put in the game and were like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to put this special thing in there called wave dashing where you could, like, jump and do it, and then you could slide, and it's great, and you could do – no, no, okay? When they did – when they gave moves where, like, if you hit with a different part of the move, it sends you further, and sometimes it'll send you at weird angles, that's not – that's not free design. That's them being like, ah, we'll just give it a number and see what happens, okay? Like <laughs> – no man, that was they totally wanted this to be a balanced fighting game. That's why when you put it in a tournament, you only can use like three stages and none of the items, and you have to do it two people at a time and with lives instead of a timer. 
And I just, it's just I, I, I can't. Like I don't. Everything that you think of as being competitive in this game is something that we added to it as a community, which is admirable. And it's great, but the fact that you're like, man, this game is so has such a high skill cap. I'm like, why? So that you can find the bugs with your character and exploit them, like the ice climbers throw thing. <laughs> you can grab them and like throw them infinitely. That's a bug, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, no, dude. That's not that's... like, oh, we're gonna give them this tool that they can use. That's mad skill right there. That's just... uh. It's not. It's stupid, and I don't like it. I'll try. I really, I can't, I can't stress enough how much I hate that it was there, and that for ninety percent of the time I hated watching it, and then Fox slash Falco still won. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So it is. What kills me is not even the newest iteration. It's like twelve years old. They had to get their GameCube out from their grandma's garage. Yeah, the TV was like this old ass TV. Yeah, a fifteen inch CRT. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> like, oh no, we don't do brawl. Like, first of all, the 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 way people would say that <laughs> malice and, and venom. Like, oh, man, yeah, Brawl, Brawl cheapened Smash Bros, man. It just took all the seriousness right out of it. I just... <laughs> I can't... But, hey, Mango did get his shirt back. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. He threw his shirt in the crowd, like, yeah, I won with my broken tier character. Woo, I'm cold. Give me that shirt back. No? Okay, I got the match I got to play. Yeah, he was he was really excited. And, you know, the interview with him was, was kind of interesting. Ah, people that play this game are douchebags. I mean, okay, the commentary, though, was great. Like, the commentary was great. James Chen and that, that black guy that I doesn't cast any other game except Super Smash Bros. <laughs> that was right. cool. That was cool. I dig that. I dig the commentary. Because I think... You know, I think if there was no commentary for this, I wouldn't be able to watch it. I don't think I would have been able to watch it. Oh, God. I, well, I've seen matches where there's no commentary on Twitch. It's, if at all possible, even more boring. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's strange. And, and I mean, yeah, heck, this goes to show you how important... <clears throat> Super Smash Bros. was a good, good example of how important... Important, crucial, crucial good commentary is because holy fuck like if there was not the commentators in this game or if it was fat guy in a hoodie commentary i wouldn't have been able to do it and i don't <laughs> think the i mean the audience was so hyped too so i think there was like a thousand people that yeah, they were just there to get seats for fucking what it was like injustice in this street fight no justice Mar- in marvel yeah and like all those guys were there for seats <laughs> like, hey. yeah, have no illusions like they were they're like, yeah, Smash Bros. I loved this game 12 years ago. <laughs> like, you know, they were like, oh, sweet. Hey, something's going on while while I wait for the real games I want to watch. Yeah, I mean, the game uh, Smash Bros. <clears throat> has always been, and to me in my heart, no matter whether, whether we see it Eva or not, will always be that drunken game that settles bets. Okay, that's <laughs> unless, what it will always be to me. Unless you play with Pac and his autistic friend, and then it's just dead to you. <laughs> so, so yeah, so no matter what we may say about Smash Bros., I mean, it, there were some hype moments, but it's not going anywhere. It'll be back, I guarantee it. Maybe 
hey, maybe maybe the new one will be in there from the Wii U. That'd be, huh? Yeah. Man, I wish... I wish you could. I wish you could hear me rolling my eyes right now. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, oh, speaking oh, of also random Mega Man thing, we uh we're at work. Uh, everyone went to Comic Con, right. and my boss came back with a with a a blow up Mega Buster that you put on your arm. What? <laughs> yeah. So he blows it up. Runs around, goes out of his office, runs around, humming, I swear to God, the Zelda theme. No Jumping way. up and down. And right up and down the office, shooting people with his Mega Buster, singing the, the Zelda theme. No. And so, and so one, one of the chicks comes out and goes, I, I don't think that's the right song. And he's like, oh, really? Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I would have killed him. <laughs> up, I would have been like, "You're, I'm gonna kill you right now, right now, just so that, just so that we just could be spared even one more second of this blast, <laughs> blasphemy." And then we started like, I started to get mad, and I'm like, "Oh, Nintendo's the only person that cares about Mega Man, so why not?" <laughs> yeah, they care about it more than the creator. <laughs> so I'm like, well, why not? I bet Mega Man's humming Zelda theme. Like, woo, thank you, Nintendo. Yeah, I just, I can't. Uh, but you're talking to the first background, ladies and gentlemen. Mega Man, there's been over 20 Mega Man and Mega Man X games uh, in total. And you're talking to a guy who's beaten every <laughs> single one, including the racing Mega Man game. <laughs> <laughs> He's beat Mega Man Soccer. Oh yeah, no! I beat soccer. I beat legend. I beat legend with the kick the can, dude. Oh god! I beat oh. I beat all of those games. Yes, all of them. And I've beaten all of the original Mega Man's without using powers. <laughs> okay. Oh god! It was uh, yeah. I'm a huge Mega Man fan, but yeah, I would have killed him. That's that's beside the point. I would have killed him and taken his his Mega Buster and then beaten the game with one hand because I fucking love it. <laughs> all right but yeah so let's let's talk let's talk about something we've been building up all year and i'm gonna say i told you so first but injustice gods among us okay guys this this was awesome this was an awesome tournament this was an awesome tournament but <laughs> but the top four well, I get, I get well, fuck it. Top eight were boring as fuck. <laughs> they were boring as fuck. And there's one reason and one reason only Superman spam and laser beams. Oh, God. I mean, this is what I said. I was like, look, guys, if we don't do something about all the special move spamming bullshit that happens, this is what all you're going to see at Evo. And that's all you saw. From these dudes that played, there were yeah. also, I mean, we talked about AE being ridiculous. Almost half of the people in top eight played Superman. Almost half of them. And okay, let's were, not even talk about pools where everyone was Superman. Yeah, it was, it was a big fucking problem. And you know, here's my gripe with Superman. I feel like he's not, they didn't design him to play this way. With the laser beam spamming. I feel like they just wanted to give him a solid tool to defend himself so he could get in and beat people to death with his one combo that he can do. 
But but no, man, like it was it was boring. It was boring because it was it wasn't just that. It was just laser spams and the same like string. Yeah, same it was combo. The same combo every time. That combo is way too safe on block after you do your fucking frost breath. Yeah, it was it was it was really lame. It was lame and and like the whole tournament, all of Injustice leading up to that point was so awesome. And PR Balrog had some so many cool matches with Killer Frost. And, <laughs> you know, fucking uh, Crazy DJT with Green Lantern and Doomsday and Chris G with Green Arrow. Like, this is all awesome. Blind Ducky with Raven. Like, this is fucking awesome. And then... And you know, then... You know what it was, though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I said it then. I'll say it now. Your butt buddy GL ruined it. <laughs> he got <laughs> in there and he beat Chris G with his fucking faggotry with that fucking ring slam, and then he lost because he couldn't beat Superman. I get, yeah, I mean, if I, he I, hadn't, Chris G would have won that fucking tournament. Yeah, but it wouldn't change the fact that it was all boring and Superman was almost half of the roster. Yeah, it's true. That's, but then we wouldn't have had like the, just the most. Boring, yeah. Like finals, it was ridiculous. But like the top sixteen and above were incredible, and it's like there's some really, 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 really cool matches. And Eris lost with Deathstroke, and it made me so happy inside. <laughs> but like, it was, you know, I just I, there's so much Superman, and I just I can't. I mean, okay. And here's the here's this. You know what the saddest part about this is? Is that NetherRealm's gonna fix it? They're gonna like totally fix it in another month, okay? They're gonna fix it. And you're never gonna see this happen again. But it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. It was at Evo, and it's too late. And now it's all over now. I'm just you know, well, I mean, if they can make it till next year, yeah. But it's like, God damn it! I was so fucking excited, and it and it was. Uh, but I will say this though, uh, KDZ who uh, I wanted to talk about when we did our CEO uh, thing. But because it's CEO, here's spoiler alert. The best part about CEO was for Injustice and for some of the other uh, games, they had intro music for all the players, and they played everything <laughs> in a boxing ring. And KDZ got into the ring, and he had a crew that pulled his chair up for him, and so that he didn't have to pull his chair up to sit down, they set his stick in his lap and dusted it off for him. <laughs> all right. And all he had to do was hold his arms out and sit down and they did everything for him. And I was like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> Cause he's this fat looking dude who wears a college. It's just ridiculous. We just feel stand in the chair and then break the chair. And they're like, Oh, that chair's broken. And he just hops down like, yeah, I'll steal the chair. <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch the interview with the champion, Evo champion KDZ, it's Superman. Yes, man. He his story is actually pretty fucking amazing because he he went he almost didn't make it to Evo. His car broke down driving to the airport, so he missed his flight. And then he dropped. He got a transfer flight, so he could. Uh, but he, but the transfer flight wasn't going to make it in time for his pools, so he dropped five hundred dollars on a one-way ticket to make it there in time, and he made it like twenty minutes before he was disqualified. Whoa! Pools, and he went all the way to the finals and won. I'm like, holy shit! All right, that was pretty. That's 
free. That's awesome. But I hate you for playing Superman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I can't, I can't hate him for for playing because Superman. I mean, like people, he genuinely loves Superman, but he Superman just happens to be the broken ass character in this game. It's upsetting because like so, you know what kills me, and this is what irks me about Justice is half of it is is that they need to nerf Superman, but the other half is just the community is unwilling to experiment with other characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, a good, like, they're talking about Killer Frost, like, who cares about Killer Frost? And then, like, PR Rock is like, you know this bitch has a safe slide combo, right? And, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, Killer Frost is broken. Yeah. And I'm like, Cyborg. A crazy cyborg zoned the fuck out of me while I was playing Sinestro. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. How can you zip across the screen? Yeah. Like, there's tons of characters in this game that no one uses. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like it's the community that's really hurting this game half, like, the majority of the time. And it's, and it was, yeah. So Injustice, like, it was really cool and you guys should watch it, but, if you're listening to Nether Realm, I know you guys already know this, but told you so. Okay. <laughs> this you the this the the projectile spamming in this game really, really, really has to stop. Because you have zoning characters that are fun to watch, like Sinestro and Sinestro, you know? <laughs> and fucking cyborg for And Cyborg. Sake. Yeah, because- Cyborg's pretty cool. But like, yeah, actually, do they have any more zoning characters? Really? They like, have Hawk Girl is okay. Like, she she can be kind of cool to watch. Uh, but she's know. not zoning, man. She just wants to hit you with that mace so that she can pummel you some more with her mace when she gets up close. Raven is kind of a zoning character because she she's like a she's a she's she's got this like long these very long range combos that she can do that are very very cool. You know, and and I'm not even going to talk about Deathstroke, but he could be cool if they changed him. Black Adam is a good zoning is a cool zoning character. They have a cool some cool zoning characters. They're fun to watch, but everybody else everybody doesn't need a projectile. Okay, that does this that does like Superman's projectile where it it changes into an overhead when you use meter burn and you have to block it a certain way and it does knockback when you block it. Like you know, like come on. Yeah, it keeps you from jumping in on him when you're yeah. trying to get close, and it does too much damage. It's just. If it has all those properties, it can't do that much damage. Yeah. And, like, I love that Superman can zone and Green Arrow can't. (laughs) What happened there? So, yeah. So, so that was, that's Injustice. And, you know, that's, you know, it's going to be so awesome to watch the progress of this game. I just hope everyone else will be watching with us after seeing how kind of boring the top eight was. In, in this, but uh, but it was awesome, and and this, I mean, truly was one of the coolest tournaments. Um, so moving right along, Marvel baby, Marvel was pretty friggin' incredible, right? Chris D just dropped the ball. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, dog? Are you tired? <laughs> Did you drink too much? What happened? Yeah, I don't know, man, but. Ramasama, how is this guy not sponsored yet? How is, how is Ramasama not sponsored? I mean, seriously, guys, he was it, it, like Eve, like CEO, Evo, UFGT, like how, hello, Mad Cats, please pick up Ramasama so he keeps playing. EG, please pick up Ramasama so he keeps No, playing. no, no, you see, you understand, the pipe can beat, every, can do everything but get you a job, apparently. <laughs> 
He's it was because you know you talked all that shit about the pipe. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cute. I get it. We're all being dramatic, but no, seriously. <laughs> like he would just, he just oh, his combo is just pipe drop kick, pipe drop kick launch. Hit combo, 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 pipe, drop kick, reset, pile driver, pipe, drop kick. Like, <laughs> and that pipe, I'm telling you, what I love, my favorite part was, uh, I can't remember, someone did a super, and he just lariated through it. He's like, fuck it. And he was like, man mode! And he just spun it through it. I'm like, what is happening? And it was just pipe, drop kick, pipe, I need you to pick that bitch up for me. Pipe, drop kick. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> it was so cool. It was. Oh my man, this dude came in a came in afford a good pair of overalls because he spends all his money on pipes. Like, you know, oh, can I get a shirt and some and some new pants? And Hagar's like, no, fuck that. I gotta go to the Home Depot get me some pipes. <laughs> yeah, dude, because he throws it away. He only uses he never uses the same pipe twice. That's the audacity of it. He just drops it like I'm done with it. I don't need that one anymore. Whack! I got another. <laughs> and yeah, man, like I think what everyone talks about with this tournament is is definitely Justin Wong's climb to the top. You know, with this, because he played Filipino champ, sent Filipino champ into losers quite dramatically because uh, Filipino champ played Phoenix and was like, I'm a fraud and then got knocked into losers. And, oh, wrecked. So sweet. Tasted so sweet. But, you know, there were two underdogs in the top three that totally came out of nowhere and made this happen. Angelic, who played Shumagorov. Who was wrecking people with one of my favorite Marvel characters that no one knows about because he's only been like three comic books. <laughs> he yeah. was ruining people, man. It was insane. I haven't seen anybody panic that much except against like an X-Factor Virgil. Like Shumagorov came out, popped X-Factor. They're like, no, just, just get away. Get away. Get away. Stop it. Stop it. Get away. If he was ever in there, they're like, kill him. Kill him now. And he's like, but he's got a Wolverine. They're saying, no, 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 no. Fuck the Wolverine. <laughs> kill him. Dude. Oh, Mystic Rays. No more eyeballs. Get him out of here. Those eyeball Mystic Ray setups were fucking insane. Insane. He had that timing down. I'm like, dude, you, man. I was, I was just, I, I remember I was just, I think I was getting a beer or something. I'm like, oh, is, it, is that Sumagorath? Oh, I bet he's going to, oh my God, never drop any of his combos. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I, uh, if there's anything that made me want to pick up Ultimate Marvel and start playing it again, it was watching Hagar and Shumagorath just wreck people in this tournament. Just decimate people. It was so cool. Uh,. But nothing but yeah. can stand up to uh, broken tier lightning loops. Yeah, man, zero. So Flocker, EMP Flocker, was your Evo champion. He had a pretty epic top uh, grand finals against Justin Wong. But at the end of the day, man, Virgil and those lightning loops just—what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? If you have, if Zero has one bar of meter, he can take you to the corner and kill you. And that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. I know. <laughs> You could be our Lord Jesus Christ, and he would just wreck you with those goddamn lightning loops, dude. Yeah. But at worst, he would just wreck you enough to get enough mirror to do it again. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. who are you? 
and and it's and it's yeah, it was it's crazy. But yeah, check out Marvel like that. It was fucking awesome. Very 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 cool. Even though you saw a lot of repeat characters in the top eight, it's so cool. Just go go to watch the Hagar. Go to watch the <laughs> the Modox. And the and the Nova and the and the fucking Shumas, like just go, go do it, watch it. It's awesome. What I love is there's a guy that spent all this time learning analyze cube combos. He puts videos on YouTube. I forgot his name. And no one uses analyze cube when they play Modok. Yeah, it's a little weird. What's a lot? That's like a key mechanic. It's like. Oh, you do analyze cube, and they're like, no, 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 fuck that. I got a headbutt, <laughs> I got a laser, and I got co- weird combos. Let's do this. Yeah, dude. And, and yeah, so, like, yeah. They, and they're talking about, uh, after this game, that they were going to try and rebalance Marvel if they can get the licensing right, which I would love to see. Oh, uh, fuck that and fuck them. They've ruined this license. I would prefer someone else got it. So, yeah, so let's let's move on to uh, the big announcement of EVO 2013. Yoshinori Ono, every year, comes and just steps on the stage, and he's speaking English, and he's great, but he's just making announcements. And this, and this time, it's Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012 Ultra! Ultra Edition. There's a new Street Fighter coming out, guys. Yeah, they're adding four characters you've already played before, stages you've already played, you fell for the bullshit that was Street Fighter X Tekken, and one new character, maybe, kind of sore, but not really. It's a character that hasn't been in a Street Fighter game before. Yeah, so that means it's going to be a guy from a Capcom game that they're probably going to pitch to us next year at EVO. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm excited for the rebalance, and they're like, yeah, this has been in the works for a long time. I'm like, I just... I don't know what to say anymore. You know, it, it's great. Like, it's great. We love more. I'm not going to argue with more characters and balance, but come on, guys. <laughs> it's just, it's just so. Uh, why you got to bring Venom? Like, and you know what? Actually, no. That that the new characters aren't what bothers me, and the, the Ultra isn't what bothers me. It's the fact that they just took it from Street Fighter X Tekken and poured it into Street Fighter Four. So I'm like, guys, you're, you're you're acting like you're doing, you're putting a lot of effort into this game, but it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. And when this game comes out, someone's totally gonna find a Tekken loop for this that you're gonna have to hot fix. Okay. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't wait for them to put Hugo in there and try and get his hit, huge hitbox to not break their game. Yeah, like, it just, yeah, and and it'll be, I mean, I'll play it, I'll buy it, I'll play Hugo, you know, it'll be great, but, guys, really, you couldn't put some characters that weren't in Tekken, Street Fighter X Tekken, I know you want us to play it, I get it, I know you really want us to play that game, no one cares, I don't care, Infiltration 1, spoiler alert for Street Fighter X Tekken, no one cares, I don't want to play your game, I don't want to play that game, put some other Third Strike characters in You know what? You know what's the best part about that whole exchange, that whole thing you just said? I zoned out as soon as you said Street Fighter X Tekken. I did not hear a word of what you just said. You said Street Fighter X Tekken, and I literally, I think I had a seizure. I just blacked out. <laughs> I just woke up when you said Infiltration 1. I'm like, he didn't win Street Fighter 4. I'm always talking about Street Fighter X Tekken. Man, 
What did he say between those two, those two things? Oh, that game is terrible. And Ultra Dave needs to stop dick riding it. <laughs> he, he's like, I just love this system. I'm like, Ultra Dave, it's cool. You cast a check. Let it go. Yeah, I just... But anyway, let's let's move on from the darker darker subjects to what is quite frankly one of the greatest Street Fighter or really any fighting game top eight I've ever seen, and that was this year Evo 2013 Street Fighter 4 top eight was the greatest cool. top eight I've ever seen in any fighting game ever, pretty much. And the whole story behind there's there's two stories. The first one uh, uh, is Actually, the guy that didn't win, but still gave us the best show, and that is PR Balrog. If you were to tell me three years ago that A, again, was going to win Street Fighter (laughs) Evo, and B, that PR Balrog was going to beat Infiltration so badly that he switched to a bottom-tier character to counter him, (laughs) I would tell you you're fucking insane. But that's what happened. I never thought I would see someone color like play like just the idea that Hakan just dumping hot cum on himself in a desperate attempt to not get eliminated from Evo is is Evo to me. That is the image of Evo right there. Was that bitter desperation where I'm like, there's no way he's gonna pick Hakan. But he PR Rog downloaded that Akuma so well that the only way Infiltration could turn that shit around was to get Hakan and cover himself in hot cum. Yeah, it was terrible. It was at PR Rog, like what he beat he beat Infiltration so many times too. Like he sent him into losers and spawned one of the saddest matches, which was Infiltration oh. versus Laugh. Oh they didn't even look at each other. It was so heartbreaking. These two dudes are training partners. They're very, very close friends. It's like if Savage and I went to, to like a fighting game, went to Evo together, and we fought, and some for some reason, like one of us lost, and because one of us lost, we had to fight each other in the brackets. Like we were going to avoid each other. All we had to do was just keep winning, and one of us lost, and and then Savage timed me out, <laughs> like in front of fifty thousand people, and just timed me out and won. And he it's just, dirty so many times. I'm like, oh, Infiltration, that was some raw shit. Yeah, no, they didn't talk. Infiltration unplugged his stick, got up and walked away. And Laugh just stood there. He's just like, man, I just, I just, <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to cry. No, dude, he, Seth Killian cried. He's, everybody cried. They're like, this is so sad. This is so sad. These two are best friends, and they had to fight to the death. And someone's got to die. <laughs> Dude. Oh. That, that, all right. I will say it. Like, I may talk mad about Street Fighter 4, but it has had some of the best tournaments to watch. Like, because now the game's so old, people just do crazy shit. Like, oh, oh Khan saved Infiltration. Yeah. And it was, was, it was insane. And then Jan, who plays Gen is like he's he's hands down uh, you know the best gen player in the world obviously but like he's downloaded everybody like he didn't really have a challenge in this tournament 
which was no. kind of crazy to me. And it wasn't like infiltration when he sweeped through Evo before, but it was like like he pretty convincingly beat people all the way up till top eight. Like and it was pretty crazy watching him play. And I'm like, man, if you played Ryu, you would have won every Evo since the game <laughs> came out. I know. You know what kills me though? I am absolutely positive. Infiltration would have beat him if he wasn't so mentally exhausted from fighting PR Rog. Yeah, maybe. I don't think Infiltration has ever had someone so in his head. Yeah, PR Rog. I mean, guys, watch it. It's on YouTube. E.G. PR Balrog versus Infiltration. One of the greatest Street Fighter matches you're ever going to watch. It's so cool. It's so hype. And, and, I mean, even if you don't watch the... Uh, the second, because he he fights Infiltration twice. The first time he sends him to losers. Second time, uh, Infiltration beats him barely. And uh, yeah, like yeah, he's like one game away from being eliminated, and he pulls out the pulls it out. And and that's the thing too. Like this tournament had in the top eight like a huge diverse cast, and I was just I was so happy. I was so happy, you guys. Like Evo this year was so great, so fucking incredible. I can't. I can't even describe it enough. You had Makoto there punching dudes in the dick. You had Evil Ryu. Yeah. And Ibuki. And Ibuki, she, she worked for it, but she, she got beat to death. And uh, Gamer B came back with his Adon. And really, in my opinion, underperformed. But what are you going to do, right? Yeah, and, and someday... I mean, I feel like Daigo's kind of going the way of Justin Wong, where he's, like, super hype, and now he's kind of going under the radar, and he's always there in the top eight, but then he's going to make this huge comeback. I know. I'll just be like, the beast is back. Yeah. One of these one of these days. It's, you know. I actually am kind of curious as to why Infiltration isn't sporting the Mad Cats tag anymore. Uh, but, uh... I mean, I need to Facebook stalk him. Yeah, it's, I... it's a little strange. But him and Laugh, like, I, I, don't, I don't get it, but... But yeah, guys, watch Evo 2013. It was the greatest fighting game tournament ever. And I know we had a lot of stuff to say about some of these games. Uh, and we've been going on for a very, very long time. But it's our Evo oh. special. It's our Evo special. Gotta, it's our birthday. Dude, I swear. Like, if, it's gotta be. It, but if you want to see the, 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 just to me, the image of Evo 2013 is just Hakan doing EX fucking oil all over himself with his mouth open. That was. <laughs> That was burning to my skull. I'm like, this is not happening. And he's just like, ah, oh, the oil. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And, like, Infiltration, no bullshit, knows how to play Khan really well. Like, yeah, but he only pulls it out when he's like, oh, this guy's a scrub. And he can just absolutely punk you. Then he's like, let me practice my Hakan. But the fact that he pulled his Hakan out as his last resort, like, he was like, oh, God, I need something. I can't end it like this. And you yeah. just you just hear Hakan in his head like, pick me, trust in the oil. <laughs> he won. Yeah, oh. he he uh you know he hit that, that thermal exhaust port, man, that was only three feet wide. Or three yeah. meters wide. It was he turned off his, his targeting computer and just hit that shit. He uh he went for it. It was crazy. That was insane. I was it was it was exhausting. I was literally exhausted after watching the tournament. I had to go home and just lay down. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And and yeah, so so check it out you guys. Evo 2013. We can't wait for next year. 
And uh, we can't wait to, to talk to you guys about it then as well. So let's move on to our main topic, and that is how <laughs> we weren't just talking about our main topic. <laughs> no, no, we weren't, uh, because we're talking about mortals. But yeah, the 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 main topic is about how to innovate, and I want to preface this uh, with something that sort of drove me towards this. Uh, and it has to do with this phenomenon that takes place where players tend to get into this happens, that happens scenario where uh, I do this, then they're going to do that, so I'm going to do this, and they're going to do that, so I'm obviously going to do this, so they're going to do that, and they're going to win, so why do I even try? And this mentality, the re- I feel like the epitome of this mentality actually comes from a phenomenon in chess uh, one of the oldest games of all time, and I feel like this is relevant uh, here, where the idea is in chess, chess is such an old game and has been played for so long that there actually is a quote-unquote correct move. There is a correct way to play chess. Or rather, someone makes a move, there are there is a correct way to follow that move, and you can sort of follow that logic for about 40 different moves before the game has something unique happen in it. And a lot of times, I mean, you'll see it in a lot of Street Fighter matches, is that it's kind of like, and with any of these old games, is that's kind of how it happens a lot, is there's very rare that someone will just do something that'll, you know, that will surprise you. Players will, ex- you'll, you'll, you'll very rarely see someone do a move that that people haven't seen before, or that isn't, you know, people are so... So, uh, what is the best word to say? Like, they have the, the the word correct ingrained in them so much that it's very hard for people to think outside the box, and it makes the game kind of boring to watch in a lot of cases, especially when you watch, like, Rufus players play. Oh, God. You know, it's... it's. But this idea, I thought, was be, would be really important for us to talk about, the idea that people get into their head that there is a correct way to do things, very similar to chess, where in chess, there just is a correct way to play. There's been millions and billions of ways of playing, and up to a certain point, you have to just memorize the correct move to do when someone takes your pawn. You know what I mean? Like, And, and fighting games are unique because they don't always have to be like that, but players kind of get into that mentality where he's going to shoot a fireball, and I'm going to jump, and he's just going to dragon punch me, so why the fuck do I even try? You know, yeah, it's you know it is like um, it's a uh, it's like I I bring it up and it's gonna sound like some weird kind of like speech, but like especially we have this problem especially in America, we don't like to innovate. We like to try and refine, right? And like like I was saying earlier, PR Rod went like what if you ever if you wonder why PR Rod just got so much better. Um, basically went to Japan for I forgot how long and just came back from Japan and he's just been killing in tournaments because in Japan is weird. When you think of Japan, you think of, uh, you think of this like straight lace, very conformative culture, but they're fighting the people that play their fight. They just do shit. Like it's insane. Like they're any, like half the original shit you might think that, uh, you see Americans do. It was probably a Japanese guy or maybe a European guy that came up with it first. It is some American guy took it and just ran with it. Like, they're just willing to just try shit. And, like, I feel like most American players are very defeatist. Like you said, they're like, oh, you're just going to walk into the uppercut. 
and they don't like to try weird, very strange strategies. I like to blame, and this is just just out of nowhere. I like to blame World of Warcraft. Really? Why it's is a, that? It's very much like if you ever if you've ever played World of Warcraft, there's people there's men they call men maxers and they try to get the maximum amount of just they crunch numbers they get their gear either like down to the the color of what you need all your gear to get the maximum amount of effectiveness out of your character and people will do that and they'll see someone else do that and then everyone wants to copy them and be exactly like them and ignore different builds and different ideas because they're like, that's not the, how this guy does it. And he's crushed numbers. So you're full of shit. And they, and if, you, if you've ever played the game, they treat like anyone that doesn't conform to a min maxer style of play, like a second class citizen. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you're an outcast and they're like, Oh, you want to do this? And you want to be different? No, you get, you get to sit on the bench and then someone will do something different and make a video about it. And then they're like, oh, okay, you can come over. It turns out this guy was thinking like you were thinking, but he made a video. So, yeah, now you can be like that guy. But don't be like you. <laughs> like, yeah. And I feel like that's that's ingrained in a lot of fucking gamers today. Like, that's, that's like we were just talking about injustice. Until someone makes an awesome video of someone kicking ass as Hawk Girl. You're not going to see any hot girls. Yeah, and and that's the thing is you have to think what if Chris G just played Superman, right? You wouldn't see you think you would see a Green Arrow if Chris G didn't play him. I mean, come on, guys, you know, be honest with yourselves. Like we like to, and it comes from us wanting to take an easier route because hey, it's a game and you want to have fun and whatever. But. I think players are missing out when they decide that they're going to have fun by trying to mimic a quote-unquote ideal way of playing. And it's a shame. It's 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 a shame, really, that that, that, that is how it goes. And I think that's a great example, actually, of, of min-maxing. Um, but yeah, like, once you reach a certain skill level in games, uh, you don't... Players tend to underestimate... Uh, instinct and innovation, and they tend to lean more towards the numbers, towards the technical side, uh, and that comes from when you reach a certain skill level in games, and and that's and that's really where people get stuck. Is you know you're like, okay, I learned my character, I learned his moves, all right, now I'm going to focus on just learning this combo and learning how to hit this combo, and this combo does max damage, so I'm going to learn how to do this combo and hit with the combo oh. and whatever, okay. And you're like, because, you know, it makes sense to me. More damage means I win. So why not do as much damage as possible? You know, like, that's, okay. It, it literally costs Lord Knight at least two matches because instead of going for his basic bread and butter, which he never dropped, he went for a maximum damage combo that's more difficult and dropped it several times, and it cost him matches. But even if he didn't, even if he didn't hit the max damage, even if he hit the max damage combo every time, watching PR Balrog play Street Fighter 4 is a perfect example of you don't, you have to, I mean, don't get me wrong, you have to have a very high technical level to play games, like, to play certain fighting games past a certain point. You have to, you have to know how to do the combos, but if you can't go from anything into anything, from, uh, you, if you can't go from a right straight into a spinning 
backflip kick. If you can't go from a fireball into a crazy super combo, you're just you're going to have problems. You're going to get into a rut because you can't you can't take a situation where you're given an advantage even for a half second and turn it into something good for yourself. That's yeah. really what that rut means is that there's only very certain situations where you can succeed. And yes, you'll have consistent success to a certain extent in those areas, but it's not the only success you can have in those areas, and there's other areas you could be succeeding in as well that you are completely ignoring by thinking of like, oh, I looked at this combo video, I found a character that, I re- that I'm cool with, but he's at the top of the tier list, and I looked at this combo video, and I learned how to do a half-life combo. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not the way that it's supposed to work. You know, the, the idea of that this always gets countered by this, and this is the way to play this character is, is really poisonous. Really poisonous, you know, and, and yeah, and, and that's, and that's, and that's something that we are gonna talk about. So, how do you, how do you get out of this rut? so to speak. You know, how do you stop trying to min-max your fighting game experience and just enjoy it? I mean, you know, I, the best, the best thing I've ever seen that works is to have a friend, like, we have a friend, Morty, yeah. and we let him play these fighting games, and he'll just pick someone and just do something. Like, if you ever want to see someone try and zone you with Zanjeev, let him play a fighting game. And he'll be like, oh, I can just kick you across the screen every time you try to do something? Done. Get away from me. And he'll keep you away from him with a grappler. Because he just doesn't play fighting games. So to him, he's like, fuck it. He just picks someone up, and he's going to try something. And sometimes you get some wacky ideas from seeing him do something so ridiculous. Yeah, and I think I already kind of gave it away. How do you How do you innovate? You really have to enjoy playing. You have to you have to step back and realize that you're trying to enjoy this game and enjoyment doesn't come from winning. Your enjoyment can't come only from winning. Okay? Because that's the thing is we the reason we min max is because we're afraid to fail because innovating obviously there will be trial and error. Okay? There's a, in, in fact by its very nature it is a constant cycle of trial and error. <laughs> okay? There will be failures. And the thing is, is because people get this idea in their head that because they're working towards what people perceive as the ideal, the failures are acceptable because the goal is there and you can see it. But because innovating is always changing, they don't see themselves as working towards something. Oh, to quote, to quote a video game, it's like, like, uh, was it Avatar and Starcraft 2? Perfection, you never cannot, what is it? You never achieve perfection, you only chase it. Yeah, it's it's never something that you acquire. And and the sooner you realize that the perfect that the ideal way to play uh doesn't ex- it doesn't exist because if there was it would mean that the same player would win every single tournament every single time, 100% of the time. But because that's what makes fighting games so incredible is that anybody can rise to the top. And the reason anybody can rise to the top is because you can take your play and take what people see as the ideal and turn it into a pattern that you can exploit. Okay? And you that's what, what's cool. You know what it's really like? It's like, that's why we always say you have your main character and your mistress. Because it's kind of like, 
it's kind of like dating. Think about it like that. Like, let's say you have your favorite character, right? Think about how, like, if you go to a party, after what? Like, in high school, you're all over the place. You know, you don't know who you really are. You're trying to do all types of shit. You don't know how people are going to react to you. But by the time you're out of college, you're like, you can walk into a party and pretty much say, I have a chance of banging this chick, this this chick, and this chick. And that fat chick in the corner is going to be my fallback if none of those other chicks work out. Because you know, you know, you know how you talk, you know how you interact with people, and you know how they react to you. So basically, you go in the room, and you can already size up how you're going to fit in that room. And with a fighting game, if once you start, you, once you get to a, such a technical level, it starts being like that. When you start fighting someone, you see how they start reacting to you. You start seeing how you're going to fit into that fight and how you need to change to mix it up and to make it happen. Well, and with that style, you acquiesce defeat because you see someone playing better than you technically, and you're like, oh, well, he's closer to the ideal than I am, so he's going to win, and then, of course, you end up losing. So, yeah, I mean, so for you yourself, the great way to lean towards innovation is you have to not be afraid of losing. You have to not be afraid of failing. That is the key Anyone that achieves extreme amounts of success in any field ever is not afraid to try something and fucking fail, okay, no matter – and embarrass themselves and, and that kind of thing. If you can't do that, if you can't just let go – I mean it's really something that you have to go out and try. You have to go out and – I mean have you ever <laughs> – try this. The next time you go – uh, online, you play fighting games, try to lose in the most ridiculous way possible if you have to, okay? Like, just try just to get used to losing. Like, try to get used to fighting and getting as close as you can to winning, but lose, right? Just, like, lose. Try to try to make the matches as complicated as possible, but lose. And it, you'll learn some cruel things about yourself. And and uh, for, like, for your character... So that's how you get past this wall... Uh, from you, you as a player, how you get past it with your character is pick a move that you never use and, <laughs> and fucking make it, figure out how to make that move your main move. Okay? Like, from a character perspective, pick a technical aspect of your character you never, ever use because you're like, you've you've read on Shoryuken, it doesn't work, and you're like, alright, well, I guess I won't use that move. That move's your move now. Use it. All right, figure yeah. out. Do it until it's not fun anymore. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> that's that's a damn like that's a damn good point. Cause yeah, all you really like I said, all you want to do is like once you get used to using that move, and when you start challenging yourself like that, you will absolutely notice how much better you are getting at reading people and their reactions. And yeah. that is another way to truly level up your game. Like, once you start learning how to read people's reactions, then every game starts being just as different as the person you're playing. Because now you're not just playing against a character, you're playing against a player. And that's a whole other level of skill that you're walking into. Right. And that's, and that's the thing. is Going back to your excellent analogy of World of Warcraft, then the fun doesn't come from you seeing a big number appear on the screen. The fun comes from you fighting a dragon. Okay? Like, that's really the big difference between a min-maxer and, and a game like World of Warcraft, is the min-maxer just looks at this number on a screen. is like, I did, did 10,000 damage with this crit on a fireball. And the players who 
our innovators are like, dude, I'm fighting a dragon right now. And this is awesome. Like, I love fighting dragons. I'm going to go over here and shoot them like this. I'm going to try these moves. I'm going to do this. And I'm fighting a dragon. It's fucking great. Okay? Fight the dragon. Don't focus on the number. Because both of those players will have success, but one of them will have A, more fun, and B, more consistent success. And it's not the min-maxer. Yeah. As you may think that it is, over a long period of time, those that are constantly trying to innovate their play... I mean, truly innovate. Like, not... Like, oh, I'm going to just do something different every match and whatever. But you find things that work and you try and make them, you try and integrate them in your play. And then once you feel comfortable that you can do them with success, mix it up. Try something new. That's innovation. Okay. It's not just trying something different every time and being, it's not random. It's you're finding something, you're finding different ways that it works and you're making that a part of your play. And then as soon as you've integrated it, switch it up again. Try new things. Don't be afraid of try, constantly trying to innovate your play. Yeah, most definitely. I it's it's on you after I hate to say it like that, but it's on you to to step it up, to find the innovation, start finding the fun. But it's not that hard once you let go of a lot of what I've noticed, like attitudes that we've seen floating around, like just this min max attitude. If you can let that go, it won't be hard to get break that wall to start innovating, start playing better and differently. Right. So, yeah, so so that's that was our main topic, how to innovate. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge thing, guys. Don't think about it like a chess player. I mean, I know we talk about it being like chess, and it is, but there, as much as everyone's going to try and tell you there is a correct way of doing things, it's not true. There's always another better way to do things even though it may not seem that way there's all like that's how i mean that's saying a lot actually for fighting games as a genre is that there's always always room to innovate the game always room there's never an ideal way of playing the game and that's what makes i mean if you play checkers there's an ideal way to play checkers if you play you know (laughs) if you play go there's an ideal way to play go this game, Street Fighter, Tekken, there's always, always a way that you can switch it up and make it happen. Always. So so that's, I mean, and that's why we're here, right? That's why fighting games yeah. are so fucking awesome. That's, uh, I'm saying that's why I've been playing them since I was fucking, God, like, what, eight? Yeah, dude. So, oh. so yeah, so that was our, that was our main topic. So now, let's move on to our character of the week. The most ass you're ever going to see in a fighting game, and that is Cammy <laughs> from Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Now, for those of you, let's, let's put a little mental picture. All right, Cammy wears one of those, like, not even like a leotard swimsuit. She wears like a diver's leotard, where it's like cuts the top half of your thigh, so it shows like everything except your friggin' badge. Well, I mean, she has to shave a lot yeah. for not to show anything. It's ridiculous. And uh, it's skin tight. Surprisingly, I, you know, she shows all of her ass, but she's got these, like, um, she doesn't have the traditional, like, triple F-cup boobs like most women in fighting games tend to have, surprisingly enough. No, she looks like a buff lesbian in, a, in like, lingerie. Yeah. And, 
Maybe it's the boots that makes me think lesbian. It's probably the boots. She's got these boots, and she's got these weighted gauntlets that she fights with. She's got a little beret, and she's got and these no pants and no pants, and this, these these blonde like braids, and she's got like two stripes of camo paint on her face. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm gonna blend in. I'm like, I don't really think. Where are you gonna blend in? At a strip club, you're gonna blend in. <laughs> No, because they ha- they wear more clothing. Because you got to tease them. Yeah, it's just yeah. So, but in Street Fighter Four, this bitch is actually crazy. I'm surprised we didn't see a lot of her in the top eight at Street at the at Evo because she's broken, dude. Like she is, she's fucking broken. See, the thing is, everyone's used to fighting her, so they're just. Oh, there was a ton of them in pools, but everyone's just so used to fighting her because she's always in a tournament because she's so broken tier that she just got knocked out. I won't say broken tier, but she has those hard to blockables that yeah. she can set you up with, and it's just like, oh, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not. She. <laughs> she's a crazy pain in the ass because her main issue is that she's got these dive kicks. Like Savage said, they're they're hard to blockables. She jumps in the air, and like cannon spike, yeah, like cannon spike, cannon spike. Is <laughs> is one of those characters where like that makes you that makes me truly truly hate. There's no air block in the game. Yeah, because if there was an air block, she would not be a threat at all. But the fact that she could do those cannon spikes. The fa- and also, well, well, they'll hit you if she does the when she does it on the ground. It uh, it hits you low, which always catches you by surprise. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. And and the thing is, is Cammy doesn't have any projectiles or anything traditional like that. But she's you know she's got a lot of really crazy quick moves with high priority. She's got like she's got everything she needs to be an insanely powerful rushdown character. She's got good footsie. She's got. Great standing normals. Her fucking can spike on the ground goes under fireballs. I'm pretty sure I can't think of a fireball that goes unless I'm playing Sagat that she doesn't go under. She's a she's a she's a problem. Yeah, she's a huge problem. So how do you fight against Cammy? Besides, give her a pair of pants so she can't <laughs> so she well, can't move confused. as easily. What is this? These pants you talk about. Yeah. Actually, where's Cammy even from? That's she's Br- from, she's from Britain. She's British. Yeah, she's British. I haven't seen a British girl with a body like that ever. <laughs> that's man. Now that's fantasy right there. Yeah, dude. But <laughs> like, uh, wow. But yeah, like uh, I find because I whenever I'm playing Street Fighter, I'm I'm almost always playing Scott now or. Or sometimes I play Vega, in which case she just dominates me. I'm like, I'll backflip, and then she kicks me to death. But with Sagat, I just zone her hard, and I punish her with a lot of overheads whenever I get the chance. And I don't jump. Don't ever jump. (laughs) Never just jump. Just, if you can, walk up and kick her in the face. Don't jump. Because every time you jump, she's going to fucking can spike you, or whatever the hell that thing's called. And she will just lay you out. And then the pressure's on. Then, then you're guessing. I mean, her then, weaknesses are like projectiles that you can set up. Like if you can set up, if you have a projectile that you can set up for a good trap, or you have a nice move with some invincibility, trap the bitch. All right. And then when she's on the ground, she's made out of glass. Just mix her up and fucking ruin her. You know, she's she'll she'll go down real smooth. 
You know, like it's it's yeah. You just you just get on the bitch. She's ne- she's been out of class. The bitch isn't wearing pants. You can take her. But you do have to get a hard knockdown on her and set up a good trap for her. She's someone you're going to trap. She's a rushdown character, but and she's going to come in on you. And I know the temptation is there for you to just just like clash with her and try and trade with her, but she's going to knock you down and she's going to put what puts you in a dive kick loop and just ridiculously tear you a new asshole. But trap her. Find what you can use to lure her in and trap the bitch. Yeah, that's good advice. Or just zone the shit out of her. <laughs> just zone her. Just keep her away. Trade yeah. on her. I'm like, every time I think she's gonna try and can spike me, and I have meter, I'm like, ex tiger knee. Yeah, I mean, but be careful. She does have like an ultra that goes directly through fireballs. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be ready. Oh. For that. But like I said, trap. Set a trap for the bitch, because she'll, she'll just throw one of those low-flying cannon spike, dive kick, whatever's at you, and all you got to do is block it, and no, or, or all you got to do is spring the trap. You spring it. All right? You spring it, you kill the bitch. You know? And if you're playing as Cammy, know they're going to set a trap for you. <laughs> <laughs> they, know you're, they know exactly what your deal is. They know you're going to come in, you're going to dive kick, you're going to do a... Anywhere between a three and a four hit link, and you're just gonna fucking, you're just gonna wreck them. <laughs> oh, Cammy! So they're okay. setting a trap for you. And also, props to James Chen for calling that shit out. Where he was like, you know, as soon as they did, was it like 2012 edition? Yeah. He was like, you know, Cammy's gonna be it's top tier, and everyone's like, I don't know. And then Cammy just proceeded to dominate. Yeah, no, he calls it too, like Felicia and Marvel and and Cammy, like those are some very underrated characters that people picked up and did some incredible things with. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like it's uh, so so yeah, so Cammy, that's that bitch is crazy. Buy her some pants. <laughs> I don't think any of her costumes involved. No, she has one costume where she has pants. That's her cat girl costume. Oh, good God! Like she's pants, but she's it's a onesie, so it's like. Kind of pants. Can I just say, like, she's one of those embarrassing female characters in the game where they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't play her. <laughs> like, every time I see someone play her, I'm like, oh, uh, you just embarrassed everyone that's involved in this game by just bringing her on stage, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you see, she is one of those characters that gets a huge sigh. Whatever these things. All right. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I just, I hate her outfit so much, so much. Yeah, dude. And and so so yeah. So that's Cammy. Set a trap for the bitch. Buy her some pants. And uh, again, Cammy. And I actually actually haven't done this this episode. This This is travesty. If you guys want to get in touch with us, send us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. That character of the week is always submitted by you, the people. And if you want to get in touch with us, that's the way to do it. Or go to our website, keepitclassypodcast at, or keep it, or yeah, bleh. (laughs) Keepitclassy.podbean.com is our podcast website that you can go to. And iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. Five star us. Subscribe to us. 
I mean, we love hearing from you guys. That's it's just it's really important to us. And uh and yeah, so I think that's about it. We're gonna do one quick Q and A. Uh, I got a quick one for us this week because I figured this would probably go a very long time. This Q&A is submitted to us uh, by one of our longtime listeners, by Fluffums. Fluffums, if you're out there, we love you. Uh, Thank you for being so supportive of the podcast. Fluffums asks, why does no one use supers in Injustice? What would it take to make them use supers more often? Oh, see, that's a tough one because the problem is is that you have to make you have to because when you're playing justice you're juggling the decision of is it worth it for me to hold off and do a weaker combo so that I'll have enough meter to do a super or am I better off burning the meter and doing a more damaging combo and then when you get to set your second life bar the question is do I want to waste the meter or save it for a clash right. And that's that's the thing is part of it is part of the supers in that game. Part of it comes from the min maxing mentality of I don't need to use supers because I saw a combo video where a guy did more damage than the super and he used only one of his bars of meter. So why would I ever use a super? I would just fucking do the combo that does 40 percent when the super does 39 percent. And I only have to use one bar, you know, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. More damage, less meter makes sense. So it, part of it fits into that category of people not wanting to find the creative ways of hitting someone with a super and the creative combos. Like there's characters like Green Arrow, like they can they can combo directly after a super, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And people don't use it, uh, you know? They don't they don't like to do it that way. Um, so like that and and uh, and like Savage said, for the second half of the match, it changes a little bit because you kind of have to decide what the chances are of this person comboing you and killing you are. Uh, and whether, or if you need to heal, you need to save meter, obviously for supers, but meter is actually generated pretty quickly in this game. So I think what it would take to make them use supers a little bit more is I think to allow combo opportunities after supers on a few extra supers um, yeah. or, or to give them some unique properties uh, because supers are a really cool thing in Injustice, but I, I like the way supers are, but I think supers are an untapped resource that people aren't going for because they're like, oh, I can do 50% damage with two meters, or I can spend four meters on a super and do 35% damage. Why would I ever do a super? And yeah. I think it's an untapped resource that people aren't really using just yet. So... Because GL has a great super that's like an anti-air, doesn't he? Like, yeah, it's it's an anti-air, anti-cross-up. Like, he does it, it hits everywhere around him, high and low. Okay, and it's it's got an instant startup. It's got armor on it, okay, like which means he can take a hit or two before you knock him out of it. It's great. But it only does like 35% damage, so people don't use it. Um, so I tend to use it as a I'm freaking out, please stop hitting me thing. But... You know, like, there's there's ways to combo into these supers that people don't really do, and there's ways to use these supers, because, again, you generate meter pretty damn quickly in this game. So when you get supers, like, there's nothing that's saying that the, doing the damage with the super is, is not helpful to you. Yeah. Uh, like, saying I'm going to save meter, because so often you'll see people die with a full bar of meter, 
It's just like <laughs> with, with four bars of meter, and you're like, "What? What are you doing? Use what? your super." What are they saying? King of Fire's never die holding butter. Like, yeah. just use those sticks of butter, man. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that's pretty quick and simple answer to your question. So, thank you, Fluffums, for submitting it uh, to us. And Fluffum sent us an email to the Keep It Classy Podcast at gmail.com email account. And yeah, so that's it, guys, for our Evo special. Thank you so much for sticking with us for 15 episodes. Holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, we'll do something special when we reach 20. I'll do like a highlight reel, which will probably, <laughs> I was thinking about it, the highlight reel will probably have very little to do with fighting games. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, so unless there's anything else, Savage, if you have any shout outs, give them. Otherwise, uh, just sign us out. Dude, I will say a shout out to PR Rog for giving me the best goddamn Street Fighter tournament I've ever seen. Just thank you, you Puerto Rican bastard. That's it. Wow. And on that note, <laughs> All right. I know. I'm like, wow. You know, I, you know, fuck it. I'm going to dig around a little more. You stepped the game up, dog. <laughs> keep doing what you do. And everyone else, you guys keep it classy and you stay sexy. We'll catch you guys next time.